0: Drop. And don't forget to check out our website, www.hishardline.com. We're happy to have you. Let's get started.
1: Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, good evening, good afternoon, good morning, wherever you're at in the world. I am Jason, your co-host with God and Jesus Christ at my side. Why? Well, it's really simple. It's because they are the host. If I'm the co-host, that would mean they're the host. They're in charge. They're the ones at the wheel. Therefore, they are the ones that are steering this ship through these crazy, chaotic waters that we call life. And so, with that, I say welcome. It is Wednesday, November 2nd, 2022. Glad to have you all joining us today. Today, we're going to be doing a a reading out of the book of Isaiah, chapter 4, verses 1 through 6. It's a very short chapter, but I will be doing another podcast here after this. We're going to do an assembly update and more. Um. And so anyway, but uh, hopefully I can get uh, Randy on. So I sent them yesterday. I wanted to have him on the show to talk about some of the merchandise that he's going to be helping me out with, the his hardline merchandise. And um, for some reason, Podbean just did not. The Podbean was just not allowing him to be on. I don't know what was going on. Apparently, Podbean's got something against Randy. But I had this issue last week, too. I don't know what was going on with that. But anyway, so hopefully we can get him on. Um, so it's going to be kind of a relatively somewhat short podcast, but like I said, we're going to do a second show as well after this one. But, uh, anyway, glad to have you all here today. It is, um, i tell you what, it's a beautiful day for a November 2nd here in West Michigan. It really is. I mean, it hit 73 degrees, you know, it was a good work day. And then of course I get to my end of my work day, <laughs> I'm thinking to myself, finally, I actually get done early. I was so excited. I got, I could get done early. Well, that didn't work out so well because then my boss ended up handing me a manila envelope. And when he hands me a manila envelope with a piece of paper on top with my name on it and my driver's license, all that, it means, oh, it's time for me to go get a a random DOT drug test. I was like, well, that's just great. I was like, I was going to go meet my wife. Go, sorry, dude, you got to go do this drug test. I'm like, fine, I will go do my whiz quiz. So let's see. I see Randy on here. I wonder the link must have not have worked for him because normally it would pop him on automatically. Let me see if I can add him to the show and then maybe put him on mute. Let's see if that works. I tell you, Podbean probably needs to get this stuff figured out. Let's see if it'll work here. It probably won't just because it's just the way it's been going. And if, if it's not going to work today, I won't spend too much time. Not like I did yesterday. Yeah. Apparently it's not showing him up again. We might have to wait. So, Pond Bean, just so you all guys know, on Saturday, I guess, from 10 p.m. to 6 a.m. on Sunday, Pond is going to be doing an update um, and working. I guess they're going to be doing a lot of updates and, I guess, hopefully fixing some bugs. This might be one of them, I'm willing to guess. Uh, so, we might just have to wait. Um, he, he was saying, well, I can just give you the information. You can tell people. I'm like, no, 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 no. I'm like, we're going to get you on the show one way or another we're going to get you on the show. But Yeah, Randy, I'm not seeing you on my co-host speaker board. So I'm I'm going to chuck this up to say that this is probably a Podbean issue, which is probably why they're doing their update. Um I guess we'll wait to see what they do for their update cuz I want Randy on the show. I think it'd be great. I think it'd be fun. We we talk one-on-one on the phone, out, obviously off the air. Um He's a good guy. Great guy to talk to. You can just tell a lot, you know, you know, when you look into somebody's eyes, when you're face to face, you could tell, you know, a man or woman's spirit by just, you know, looking into their eyes. Right. Because they say the eyes are the window to the soul. Well, just like over the phone, you can hear somebody's a scumbag or not. You don't get that vibe at all from Randy. Now he might get that from me possibly, but I don't get that from him. (laughs) So, but anyway, um, so. One thing that he was sharing with me yesterday, he, and he mentioned something in the uh, in the chat, and I was wondering what he was talking about because he didn't put too many details on there, and I ended up calling him after the show because I was so irritated that Podbean wouldn't let him on. And he was asking me, he goes, did you hear, did you see what was going on in, in Texas with the unbaptisms? I'm like, what are you talking about? He goes, oh, yeah, there's some satanic temple down there in Tyler, Texas, just outside the DFW area, Dallas-Fort Worth area. And there was a satanic temple that was doing, uh, conducting unbaptisms. I said, what? He said, yeah. I said, okay. He said, look it up. I said, okay. So that's what I did. I looked it up and I found something. And I'm going to play the audio. The video is just as disturbing, but the audio is equally disturbing. I mean, you don't even need, I mean, basically what they're doing is just a big crowd in front of this Satanist. And as these people are going up to them, these, you know, like, you know how you Catholics go to Ash Wednesday and they put the ashes, you know, over the forehead? Well, what they were doing is they were, I don't know with what, I'm sure ash or something, but they were basically drawing upside down crosses on people's foreheads. And then at the end of that, they just hail Satan. It's like, what? It's okay. So just give this a listen to you. This is, this is I want to say it's miraculous, but not in a good way. Because in a way, the reason I say this is miraculous is that people actually fall for this. I was listening to uh, Scott Kesterson on his show, Bards FM. I mean, he said it himself. God does not allow people to be born evil. All people are born good, but it's the corruption of of what's already on the earth that turns people bad. But it just, it, it really saddens my heart to see all these people being led astray let's listen to this it's about three minutes
2: acknowledging the ancestral land of the cattle tribe they are the original caretakers of the sacred land we respect their sovereignty their right to self-determination and we honor their sacred spiritual connection with the land and water let us begin You are gathered here tonight, bound by a past that was forced upon you, guilty of sins you did not commit, judged by a tyrant, a tyrant that imposes his selfish will upon your own life, lest you suffer eternal damnation. You have been forced to follow arbitrary laws and an unjust God who does not exist. Tonight you will break those chains, and in doing so you are free to truly be your own perfect self. Tonight we embrace the name of Satan, not as an all-powerful deity, but as the ultimate symbol of rebellion, an adversary against tyrannical theocracy. Satan is freedom of self. Tonight you will defy the constraints of your past and live your truest life. Tonight you will embrace your perfection. We reject arbitrary authority by burning these pages that have been used as weapons against us. We reject these divine pages that have been used as a scapegoat for actions against us. We reject archaic fever dreams as doctrine. We defy defy the laws and commandments of a God who isn't there. Hail Satan. Hail Hail Satan. Satan. Do you reject your baptism? Yes. Yes. Do you reject any claims to your own self and your autonomy? Yes. Do you now vow to live your life based on rational thought rather than ancient dogma? Yes. Your path is your own. Break the chains that bind you, for you are no longer a servant to an imaginary narcissistic tyrant. Embody the nature and character of Satan with empathy, compassion, knowledge, and rationalism. Non servium. Ave Satanas. Hail Satan.
1: All right, that's enough of that crap. I can't even bear to stand any more of that because there is more of that clip. But that took place in Tyler, Texas. Texas, of all places. You know, when you think of Texas, you think of good, wholesome, Jesus-loving men and women. Now, obviously, it's a little different when you get in the Austin area and the Houston area. And apparently, I didn't know this. I forgot where I heard this from, but apparently, I think it's San Antonio. It's considered the most demonic city in the nation, from my understanding. <sighs> I, I, I don't, I don't really, you know, it doesn't take a lot for me to be rendered speechless. I really don't have any words for this one. I do have a prayer though, because I can't, I can't listen to that and I don't feel good in any, you know, I can't in good conscience allow you guys to listen to that and not do a quick little prayer after that. Cause that was just evil. <sighs> Heavenly father, uh we we're going to <clears> have <throat> we're going to have to do a prayer at the beginning of the show after listening to that clip for all those people that attended that event in Texas and I'm sure other events similar to that nationwide um it just amazes me that people are so easily trapped into that hole and snare that Satan sets up for these people to make people think that you're the tyrant to make people think that you're the burden and the bond holder and the shackler. When in reality, we know that's the direct opposite and they're being so deceived. And we will do our absolute best, Heavenly Father, to right this ship and have people know the true truth. That's why we exist here at His Hard Line. Not just me, but everybody that comes and listens to this podcast because everyone has the same goal in mind. Ex, you know occupy the land expand the kingdom invite Christ in their heart as well as try to you know sow the seeds across this planet so other people can also eventually know the true power and love of Jesus Christ just by simply believing and having faith in him and his resurrection we pray all this in your holy son's name Jesus Christ not satan but in Jesus Christ we pray Amen. I tell you that um that clip that clip definitely hurts the spirit if you listen to the whole thing and you watch it. And and there's there's this girl at the end of the video, whoever's taking the video, she shines the camera to herself and just has this big old smile, like she's so proud of the world. Like, hey, look at me, mom. And it just makes you just cringe, like, really? And so, yeah, we just, we pray for those souls that, that, that went through that unbaptism. That was, that was just sick. So, yeah, like I said, thanks a lot, Randy, for showing me that, but I'm glad you did because I had no idea about that. That's, that's crazy. And I'm sure that's not just an isolated event. You better believe, I'm sure there's events that are very akin to that, that are probably happening, not just nationwide, but worldwide. Thank you, Alistair Crowley. Thanks, no thanks. Here's another thing before we get into the reading. Because like I said, the reading that we're going to be doing is very, very short. It's only six verses. Very, very short. But like I said, I'm going to do a, a His Line up assembly update and more. Now, this one I didn't get the chance to uh, upload on the um, Podbean audio. So forgive me for being a little low tech. I'm going to be putting my phone up to the microphone <laughs> to play this video. So apparently there's this thing, that this article that came out in The Atlantic. Um, that basically was saying that we need to have a pandemic or whatever it was. Uh, let me see if I can find the article here. Well, let's see. I'm, I'm looking at the cover screen, basically a pandemic or epidemic, uh, amnesty. <laughs> so basically all the crazy crap that these brainwashed tyrants, that, that tried their best to impose their dumb will on the, the people that knew better, that knew better than to get the shot, that knew better than to allow a cotton swab test up their nose, damn near almost up into their freaking brain cavity, that knew better not to wear a mask, that knew better than all this crap was a big scam. And now there's an article in The Atlantic that says, well, we need amnesty for all this stuff. We we need to forgive and forget. Yeah, you want to know why they're coming out and they're starting to come out with that? I'll tell you why. Because more and more people are getting injured. More and more people are dying from this. And it's only going to increase. If you go look up the Deagle Report, I'm going to let you do your own homework. I'm not going to give it away right here. Go look up the Deagle Report. I think it's spelled D-E-A-G-L-E, Deagle Report. Needless to say, the guy that came up with that report is no longer living. I'll let you guess between the lines between that happy hunting on that happy rabbit hole digging the Deagle report. I'll just give you the end result. But basically what he's saying is by the, uh, that report was just saying by the end of 2025, we're going to lose roughly about, well, we're about probably going to have roughly about a hundred million people left on this nation, just in this nation by 2025, we have about what 350 60 70 80 million people call it 400 million i mean you're talking anywhere between a 68 to 75% extinction you know death level in this nation between now and 2025 and they want amnesty forgive and forget listen to some just listen to this hold on Let's-
3: Isn't it quite remarkable the path we have taken over the past two and a half years with this whole COVID crisis thing? You know, when COVID first broke out, we were all really concerned and scared, you know, because the information we were being told was scary. You know, two million people are going to die in a matter of a few months kind of situation. And, you know, we didn't know what was going on, so we were scared. There were people that knew what was going on. It's just they weren't telling us what was happening. So they scared the crap out of everybody, which is why they got away with what they did. So us being paranoid and scared. what we were told we went inside we locked everything down destroying priceless businesses that will never come back ever again and you know eventually getting to the point where they let finally let us outside you know you weren't allowed to go outside whatsoever you weren't allowed to go walk on the beach you weren't allowed to go walk in the park you weren't allowed to see the sun for a long extensive amount of time unless you lived out in a rural area sorry to you city folk that must have sucked You were prohibited to go see your six loved ones in the hospital. You were prohibited to go see the birth of your newborn child. You were not allowed to hold the hand of your dying parent or grandparent. You were not allowed to maintain your physical health by going to the gym. You were not allowed to have a healthy social life by visiting friends. Your children were not allowed to have a proper education. Your toddlers were not allowed to see the moving mouths of their teachers to have those visual cues to have a proper understanding of language. You were not allowed to have a normal life anymore. You had these governors locking everything down putting sick infected covid patients into nursing homes knowing what would happen because they took their loved ones out lockdowns that caused a spike in suicides that nobody wants to talk about mental health problems that are going through the roof education problems like we have never seen before and it's just continuing to get worse And if you didn't do what you were told, if you didn't wear the mask in the grocery store, the mass formation psychosis robots were there to act as the Gestapo to make sure that you obeyed those totalitarian laws. Not to mention all of you gullible guinea pigs out there that decided to take the experimental because the media and president of the United States told you to and that (laughs) you would stop the spread of COVID if you took the vaccine. That aged real well, didn't it? And anybody who is skeptical about the totalitarian dictatorships that took over in 2020, we were called a conspiracy theorist and just wanted to kill grandma. Well, hindsight is 2020, and these people are now realizing what they did. So what do they want now but amnesty? They want our forgiveness because they didn't mean to cause so much pain, suffering, and death. I am sorry. There is no forgiveness for me to anybody who supported this crap, and there is a day of reckoning coming. So, to all of those who are fighting for what is right, go out and vote these blue haired, whack job cultists out of office and power.
1: That's right. These people want amnesty? Listen, here's the thing Will I forgive these people? Yes, because one reason I don't want to have the same standards of. lack of forgiveness by our creator because at the end of the day at the end of the day i just think that i I just i think it's unwise not to forgive however i will not forget we will never forget what these people did to us we will never forget how they acted and how aggressively, uh, how aggressive they were. Let me tell you this. All right. Side story, before I get into the reading, you'll probably, agree, you'll probably enjoy this cause you know, Jason's side stories are typically okay. I think. So I had a random drug test I had to do for, cause of the FM, you know, the federal motor carrier safety administration, they like to have, you know, they like to pick random people to go do the whiz quiz to make sure you're not on drugs so you can drive a commercial vehicle down the highway okay so I'm like on my third one already this year it's like they must think I'm a druggie I don't know or they know I can pass it and so they just need their numbers up and so I went today to go do my whiz quiz at the you know workplace health which is a tight you know tied to the hospital system <laughs> And there's three or four people in the waiting room. They got their mask on. They got mask right there at the table on the pub table. So you can grab one. I just walked right in. I just walked right in. And I said, you know, I signed in and then they call on my name and I came up and the lady's like, Oh, sir, there's mask right there. Um, if you could put one on, I said, no, I'm not gonna put one on. I'll put it around my ears and under my chin. I'm not putting it over my mouth and nose, like I'll. I'll. I'll and I was being nice. She goes, "No, no, you have to put it over your face, sir, because that's you know that's uh, the, those are the guidelines." I said, "Really?" I said, "I'm pretty certain the CDC dropped those guidelines." Well, it's a it's a it's a Muskegon County uh, guidelines. It is. Can you show me the law? Well, it's a, mer- it's a mercy health policy. Well, which is it? Now you're contradicting yourself. First, you're telling me it's a it's a county guidelines thing, and now you're telling me it's company policy? Which is it? Because now you're backtracking, and now I'm getting a little irritated with it. So which is it? Well, it's policy, so you have to put it on. I'm like, no, I am not putting it on because look, I'm looking in the back office here past this little window, and I see about four or five other women back there with these things ab- just damn near above their top lip. No, I'm not putting it on. And so I gave her my license and she checked me in. I sat back down. She asked me again if, you know, to put, you know, please cooperate and put on a mask. I said, I just ignored her that time. So I sat down, started scrolling on my phone. And then I get some big bull boss hog of a woman opens up one of the little, you know, teller type looking windows. Sir, you need to put on your mask. I looked at her flat in her eyes. I said, Ma'am, no, I don't have to put on my mask. And it better get dropped because I'm not going to freaking listen. Whose authority do you have over me? And then she got pissed off and she shut the window pretty hard, too. I mean, I I made a scene because the other three people that were sitting in that waiting room were like, looking at me like, damn, dude, like, really? (laughs) Just put your mask on. Shut your mouth. No, I'm not going to put my mask on and shut up piss off i know this is a bible show but that's about the worst you're gonna hear piss off i'm tired of it and don't you know when i say sometimes little mild words like that here's what i say don't tell me that some of the apostles back in the day didn't bend jesus's ear i'm sure they had some bad mouths too back then i mean we're talking about tax collectors and prostitutes don't tell me they didn't have a potty
0: mouth and so
1: finally lady called me back, a different lady, the one that was doing the actual drug test. So I called, went I walked back there. She didn't say a darn word to me. In fact, she didn't even care because she knows it's full of crap. She knows it's a scam. In fact, the whole country, the whole world starting to realize it's a scam. Even the, the, the dumb, sleepy sheep, they realize it's a scam. Why else are they asking for amnesty? for epidemic or pandemic amnesty or whatever the hell they're asking for? No, because when we get our grand juries put together, our common law grand juries, and again, this is not to sound vindictive or revengeful. This has nothing to do with revenge or vindictiveness. But believe you me, when we get business situated and settled and get our nation free, and we take care of the priorities that need to get taken care of, you better believe that the people at the top of the list that are gonna get summoned to a grand jury are going to be the ones that dealt out the jab to begin with, followed by all these other freaking dipsticks out there, like this lady behind the window. Sir, please put your mask on. Otherwise, I'm going to have a meltdown here in my little safe space. No. You made your bed, you will lay in it. That isn't to say I'm not going to forgive you because I do forgive these people. I forgive that they have a weak spirit and a weak mind, that they feel like they got to be little corporate drones. And yeah, like Chris in Michigan said, forgiveness and accountability are two very different things. Amen, brother. You're darn right it is. I will forgive these people, yes. Because I would want to be forgiven if I was retarded and, you know, was fed wrong information and was too stupid to question that information. I would still want to be forgiven if I realized later I was wrong. But yes, I do need to be. I would need to be held accountable at that point. Yes, sir. (sighs) Woosah. I need to calm down. All right. I. Let's get the bible i can't even con- continue that conversation that, that this this thing this this whole thing god help these people god help the people that were misled god help the people that didn't wanted to jump on board the nazi train and try to be you know the the dictator you know dictator's little hand puppets and you know god bless all these people and i, I really truly hope they get their sins forgiven, just like I hope my sins would be forgiven, because I'm not perfect. I, I'm i not throwing stones. That's why I don't do Facebook. I, I used to throw stones. Not anymore. I'm not doing that. But you know what? You know what I'm not going to do? I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget. I'm not going to forget the mental trauma I saw my wife. Went through the first time because I was the one doing all the grocery shopping. I was the one doing all the errands because my wife and daughter, we, at the time, we didn't know what the heck was going on. I had an idea, but I w- this was at a point where I wasn't even fully awakened. And yes, I did have a mask on. I'll be honest with you, but I did not shove one of those stupid cotton swabs up my nose and I did not take the jab. But yes, I did wear the mask for some time. Till I figured out what the hell was actually going on. But you know what? When I saw my wife's face when she first went to Meyer, which is our local grocery store, for the first time after about, I don't know, maybe it was two, three months now after the fact. I mean, you got to realize, she went from prior to March 13th, when everything shut down and locked down, went grocery shopping, Everybody, she was able to see everybody's face. Fast forward, I don't know, two, three months later, now we're in like May. June-ish, probably May. It was May. And all you see is everybody in the store, hundreds of people with face diapers on. I saw tears roll out of her eyes. She was in such shock. It was like a different world for her. And it, it was a different world. You want me to forget that? You want me to forget how my daughter was confused at four, putting on a freaking mask on her f off you people out there that want amnesty you'll be forgiven yes but you won't it won't be forgotten let's move on
0: man that it
1: does piss me off a lot i know it, it makes a i know it makes everybody else here cringe i know it does all right For chapter four verses one through six in Isaiah very short. It's called A Remnant Prepared. So it reads, For seven women will take hold of one man in that day, saying, We will eat our own bread and wear our own clothes. Only let us be called by your name take away our reproach in that day the branch of the lord will be beautiful and glorious and the fruit of the earth will be the pride and the adornment of the survivors of israel it will come about that he who is left in zion and remains in jerusalem will be called holy everyone who is recorded for the life in jerusalem for life in jerusalem when the lord has washed away the filth of the daughters of Zion and purged the bloodshed of Jerusalem from her midst by the spirit of judgment and the spirit of burning. Then the Lord will create over the whole area of Mount Zion and over her assemblies, a cloud by day, even smoke and the brightness of a flaming fire by night for over all the glory will be a canopy. Verse six, last verse, there will be a shelter to give shade from the heat by day and refuge and protection from the storm and the rain. And that is the reading of Isaiah chapter four, verses one through six. So the text, and just so you know, like I said, I I like to get my commentary from different areas. And this commentary I'm getting from this uh, website, it's called melissabeady.com. She does some pretty good commentary. I was looking at some of her stuff. Um, I like, I like getting commentary from different perspectives. Um, my commentary would be flat out boring. I'm just going to be honest with you, but I like her commentary because basically what she is, what she says here is that the text continues the description from chapter three, which we read obviously yesterday of the desolation of the Judean Judean women. And they have become so desperate that they are willing to provide for themselves 100% And they have given up the hope for an intimate, real marriage and are willing to accept a fakad. Now, as we look at verses two through three, the phrase branch of the Lord, that tells us that Isaiah is switching to the time of Christ. And we also know that this is not referring to the first coming because the Jews shall be considered holy. Now, Israel, while still being the chosen people of God, are not as a whole considered holy. They have rejected Jesus as their Messiah. Now, after God purges Israel with a spirit of judgment and a spirit of burning, Israel shall be holy. And God himself will dwell in Jerusalem. This is reminiscent of the presence of God found in Exodus. And we're talking about verse five here. This is reminiscent of the presence of God found in Exodus when he led the children of Israel through the desert by a cloud in day and a pillar of fire by night. And then when we get to verse six, this picture concludes with a promise of safety and refuge in those days, taking the text as a prophetic picture that we are promised shelter from the scorching heat of the life of life in the shadow of the tabernacle or presence of god. Hmm. You know, when people think of a remnant, a remnant is like a it's it's a leftover amount from a larger portion or piece. You know, whether if it's food, material or people, right? A group of people. Now, although remnants could be looked upon as worthless scraps and many times are god's assigned high value. To those of, you know, his people whom he had set aside for holy purposes and those he labels as remnants in several places in the Bible. And so to begin in Isaiah 10, which we're going to get to here in about a week, less than a week, you know, the story is told of the Lord's judgment upon the Assyrians. And like it says actually in verse 12, God says, I will punish the king of Assyria for the willful pride of his heart and the haughty look in his eyes. And he continues in verses 17 through 18, that the light of Israel will become a fire that their holy one aflame in a single day. It will burn and consume his thorns and his briars and the splendor of his forests and fertile fields. I will completely destroy as when a sick man wastes away. I think we are going to see some very miraculous. I think we're going to be witnessing some very miraculous events here in our very near future to not so far distant future. When I say not so far distant future, I'm talking, you know, 2025, 2028, 2030, you know not that far away i mean we're talking five to eight years you know of a span but we're still going to see quite a bit occur between now and the next few months it makes me wonder if the whole you know destry was saying earlier in the chat about how you know there was noah's flood and then a second time this would happen would be you know by fire I can't help but wonder if that by fire is more metaphorical than so much of a you know than a physical fire because what's happening with these people as they get these jabs they're getting sick right they get fevers well fevers you burn up you get a fever right you're you're hot your 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 body temperature is elevated there's graphene oxide in there right apparently so I'm wondering if this is part of the whole, you know, wiping out, if you will, of a fire through these vaccines. I mean, because why, again, back to the original video I was playing earlier, why else would these people, according to this Atlantic article, want amnesty, forgive and forget what happened. We didn't know. We were just scared. We hadn't, we didn't have enough information. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear any of that crap. Whether you had enough information or not, who are you to, to impose your will upon other people? Whose authority do you get? Whose authority emanates? You know, like who who are you to basically be your brother's keeper is what I want to ask. I don't care if you didn't know. Who are you to tell someone to put a mask on? I can't tell you how many verbal arguments I gotten with idiots in the store. I had a guy at Menards one time at the beginning of all this. This is when they hired, you know, Gestapo, you know, security guards with black apparel on wearing his little face diaper. I walked in Menards with no freaking face mask on. Sir, you need to put your mask on. I'm not I'm, I'm not putting my mask on. Well, you, if you're going to walk through the store, you have to put your mask on. Oh, yeah. Or what? What are you going to do? I mean, this is the kind of this is the kind of response they got from me. I'm not proud to say I'm not trying to sit here and say I'm like high and mighty because I'm not. Trust me, I'm not. I, I pick my battles. There are some days I didn't even want to argue and I just put on a damn face diaper because I just didn't feel like I just had. You know, there's just days where you are just you're mentally and spiritually exhausted. You just don't feel like dealing with it. And it's funny, those days that I'm like that, my wife is feeling feisty and firecracker ish. And she'll go into the store without one and she'll throw up a fight. It was great. The days I just didn't feel like dealing with it. I put one on and then she would be the argumentative. one. It was great. I mean, it really was a complimentary dynamic duo that we had going on there.
0: <laughs>
1: but I don't know people. I'm just I'm, like Destry was just saying, you know, the wipeout of non-believers. And I think I'm pretty certain Scott said this is on his show. On Bards. Again, I have to always say Bards. I don't want people to think I'm talking about Scott McKay. Far from it. I do not listen to that guy. But he says something similar to what Destry's saying. is saying. You know, it's a wipe out of non-believers. They had no faith, and they placed their faith in another man named Bill Gates. And I'm going to add to that. Big Pharma. And then Angel Eyes Pama Jean was just saying, have you noticed the craziness going on in the world with people makes me think that they've gotten the jab and it's making people crazy. I don't doubt that one bit. And then to add further to what Destry was saying, people who know they are walking dead have nothing to lose and they just go crazy. I I, I agree with that. Because as this information comes out, people are going to be mad. Why else are they asking for this amnesty? Again, you'll be forgiven. Absolutely, you'll be forgiven. Don't think we're going to forget. And let me add this to it because I think this is worth adding. Scott made a very good point on his show. One day I'd like to have him on this show. I really would. I think it would be fun to have a conversation with him. Just, just not really so much an interview, just a, a just a general discussion of the world gone mad. But I like what he said. Don't have the arrogant attitude of na na nana, nana, sucks to be you." I didn't get the shot, and looks like you're gonna basically, uh, you're screwed. He says cuz all you're doing is stooping yourself to their level. We that's the trap Satan wants us to fall in. We can't fall for that trap. We cannot fall for that trap. We got to have grace. We got to have sympathy, empathy, understanding, and yes, forgiveness. We will forgive. But we're not going to forget. And those who administered these shots, you are not going to go unpunished. I'm sorry. Not sorry. You're not going to go unpunished. You will be held accountable. God will have his justice. Like Destry just said, God will judge them. A jury of people can arrange a speedy trial for them to face God's judgment. Absolutely. (sighs) All we can do, like Rita was saying, we gotta pray for these souls. That's it. All right. Let's let's say a prayer and then we'll get the his uh, our line assembly update and more going. <clears throat> All right, Heavenly Father. <sighs> Sorry for the rant. Sorry for some of my poor choice of words, but you know my heart and you know where we're where we stand with this it's it's very upsetting but you know we can't get too upset because we know we know that you got this we know that you are in control of this we know your judgment and your wrath will be well we just know what you can do we'll just say that but we will forgive these people because we don't want to be held to the same standards of unforgiveness by you. We need to be forgiving. We pray for the souls that were misguided and deceived. We pray for even those too, those that were deceived into giving these shots and forcing these mask mandates and all these things. We, we, We pray for their souls that they eventually come to the truth and regardless, you know, of them coming to the truth. I mean, either way, accountability still has to be held, but the important thing would be for their soul to be redeemed and finally realize what they truly did was wrong. And so we pray for those people. We pray for our enemies. We don't do that enough. We do pray for our enemies because as somebody said on another show, one that I think you have a huge heavy hand in, you don't allow people to be born evil. All people are born good. It is until they get surrounded by corrupt individuals within this fallen world that turn little infants into evil people as they grow older. So we will keep doing our best to sow seeds and to help people find their way to Jesus Christ and hopefully save some souls to expand your kingdom. We pray all of this. In your holy name, in your holy son's name, Jesus Christ, amen. Yes, Rita, I did say a few bad words. Not real, real bad. I said bad enough. They're mild. I do not want soap. No soap time. Maybe hot sauce. I can do hot sauce. No soap. (laughs) I'll tell my mom. That's not nice. Don't drop a dime on your your podcast co-host here. Just let me be judged by God, okay? Just let me be judged by God. (laughs) I'll answer to it. All right. Let's close this out, and then we'll come right back here for an assembly update and more. All right. God bless. (laughs) Bye-bye.
0: All right, ladies and gentlemen, that is it for the day. Thank you for joining us here at His Line. On our website www.hishardline.com for all the latest updates